Next on BYU Sports Nation, real football. Gear up, boys. Full pads on as training camp hits day five. We go two-on-one with offensive coordinator Ty Detmer. What's what the Heisman Trophy winner thinks of Tanner Mangum's performance thus far? Plus, sophomore cornerback Diane Gawoluku on why he thinks he's way faster than last year and beach time in Provo? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hey, we're live. BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is football month. August, people! August! We made it. We're to the month. We are to the month. Tuesday, August 1st. Wherever and however you have chosen to dial in, it's great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with my good friend and Ivy League aficionado, Jerem Jordan. Now, this is a tradition on the program, but I'm very excited that uh, something significant related to Brigham happened yesterday, Spencer. Yes, Jerem, what do you have for us? <laughs> well, Spencer, the Princeton Review has named Brigham Young University as the most stone-cold sober school in the country for the 20th straight year. I can only think of one way to celebrate properly. Some chocolate milk. <laughs> Jeeves? <laughs> yes? <laughs> I love it. He's even got like a, a handkerchief. Yeah, a handkerchief. Yeah. Uh, celebrate. Yes, oh, four, 14 degree yes, chocolate milk. Yes. Thank the you. handkerchief draped over his arm. Ah, yes. Now, last time I chugged this. Should I do it again? I, I'm nervous. I don't know. Like, did you feel not, okay after I'm that? Not, no. I'm not I, feeling then I would it. Not, okay. I would not just do that. Just sips. We'll just mm-hmm. sip. Chocolate milk. Stone cold sober 20 years in a row. I can toast Princeton to that. Review. Yes. I can toast to that. It feels like Princeton does this more than once a year. Yeah, let's just do it like every week, whatever. It's like a semi-annual celebration. We didn't pay for this chocolate milk. Let's do it more often. <laughs> a reminder... He plays at Princeton in men's basketball. Ah, yes. November 15th. And while we're talking about Princeton and chocolate milk, how about our stat of the day? It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. There are 2,143,344 ounces of chocolate milk available on campus at any given time. That, we didn't just make that up. BYU produced that number. There's 2 million ounces available at any time. You need to keep wow. people happy. With chocolate milk. Now, does the cookies and cream milk factor into that, or is that just straight chocolate milk? Straight chocolate, homie. Impressive. Wow. Very impressive. Congratulations, Brigham Young University. Brigham Brigham Young. 20 years of stone-cold soberness. Stow-cold, stone-cold, so-cold. I have a craving for headlines, Jerem. It's your BYU Sports Nation Headlines. Fall camp day five happens today. First practice in full pads. If you missed interviews with head coach Kalani Satake, safety Matt Hadley, defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki, receiver Talon Shumway, and our recap of practice, go to facebook.com slash Sports. Join the almost 60,000 strong views as we continue our all-access coverage. Later in the program, we go two-on-one with the offensive coordinator, Ty Detmer, and sophomore cornerback, Diane Gawoluku. Not to mention, uh, in once trending, we'll recap what happened yesterday, including 
Mo Longy. Yeah, yeah. in on the action. Yeah, we saw some, <gasps> wow, did you see that moment then? <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, someone who, uh, yeah, there was there was a uh, scary moment. I know Greg Bell loves that. <laughs> Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Greg. Alani Fua was cut by the Arizona Cardinals yesterday after Fua re-aggravated a knee injury that kept him out for most of 2016. Injuries stink. As an undrafted free agent, he played in uh, two seasons with Arizona. He was part of the playoff team in 2015. So hopefully Alani can get healthy and get back on a team somewhere. Yeah, good luck to Alani. Jacob Brugman had a hit last night for the Oakland A's. He keeps hitting that baseball. 8-5 to five win over the San Francisco Giants. Brugman currently on a three-game hit streak. The Battle of the Bay continues today with a game at 10.05 Eastern. You kind of sounded like Harry Carey. He keeps hitting that baseball. <laughs> the women's volleyball team announced its 2017 broadcast schedule. BYTV will broadcast seven matches, including a match against fellow Sweet 16 team, Ohio State. Get a little revenge for the uh, boys. For the dudes, August 26th, 9 Eastern. That is, of course, the day the BYU plays Portland State and the night of uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao. So it's going to be BYU football versus Portland State, BYU women's volleyball against Ohio State. That'll be a ranked matchup, I bet. And and then uh, McGregor versus Mayweather. What did I say? I said the wrong thing. I don't know. I said Pacquiao. I'm still not over that one, I guess. The two one to Brugman two or th- <laughs> two to three years ago. Jeez, <laughs> it is time, my friends, to rise and shout. What's trending? Brought to you by Aaron Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Time for real football. Four full training camp practices in the books for the 2017 edition of BYU football. I'll drink to that. Practice five today. Full pads go on. Yes. It's about to get real. Not the practice four last night didn't have some eye-opening moments. For better or for worse, we'll start with the good. The offense really shined. Tanner Mangum continues to impress his head ball coach, his teammates, and his offensive coordinator. In your terms, Jerem, he was crisp. At the end of the practice, BYU ran the two-minute drill. Ty Detmer told us that Tanner Mangum called the entire uh, all, all the plays during that two-minute drill. He was so good. Tanner Megan was in absolute control, slinging it all over the field. Play of the day just shown right there to Talon Shumway, a touchdown to cap off things. Blaine Fowler came in here the other day and said the following about the tight ends, if you forgot. Here it is. And we'll get to that if we haven't. He, okay, here it is. And the tight end group? is really good, guys. Like, so good that after Saturday's practice, I, I pulled Coach Clark aside and I just said, hey, Coach, I am really impressed with your group. They look awesome. And that was yesterday. Okay, the tight ends ain't no joke, right? We, we thought that this group was young and experienced, had some talent. We're seeing them grow right before our eyes. Matt Bushman is, is what Blaine said. So far, I mean, it's through four days of camp. He's the real deal, dude. Five or six catches, dominated this two-minute series. Two catches of 20-plus, middle of the field. All of a sudden, Talon Shumway's one-on-one on the outside, and Tanner Mangum takes advantage. I loved what I saw from the BYU offense in the two-minute drill at the end of practice. Yeah, Tanner Mangum operating in the shotgun during that two-minute drill, and you mentioned the back shoulder fade from about 30 to 35 yards to Shumway with uh, the defensive back Chris Wilcox draped all over him. I mean, it... That was a beautiful throw and catch in the end zone, and the offense celebrated accordingly. T. John Caroma. He's the first guy down there, dude. 
sprinting down to celebrate. He's, he's never run faster <laughs> than that moment. <laughs> yeah, Micah Simon doing the uh, guitar riff celebration. It was that was that was a fun moment to watch. And speaking of Micah Simon, he too got involved a lot during practice. He continues to emerge as a playmaker with really good hands. The more I watch BYU football practice, the less I'm concerned about the receivers because they're doing a nice job against a good BYU secondary. I think BYU's corners and safeties are solid. In fact, Elisa Tuiaki said he feels like safety is a really deep position right now. They feel like the twos are uh, you know, pushing the ones at a high level there. So yeah, Maybe the deepest position group in the defensive backfield. Who would have thought that would be the case when you, look at the line, when you look at well, the linebackers? Well, linebackers, the starters are, are loaded. I think BYU is loaded at linebacker. We're just not seeing those backups emerge at, as much at the moment. It's, it's early for everything, but so far so good for this BYU offense. I think the BYU defense is doing a nice job as well. Uh, but, but offensively, the question we've been asking is this. Tanner Mangum's the top playmaker, obviously, right? Yeah. But yeah. our Twitter question today, who will be the offensive star not named Tanner Mangum? Use the hashtag BYUSN at LukeBeaston67. I think Matt Bushman's going to step up. The guy is going to make bushels of catches. I see, I see what it. you did there. I see what you did there. I agree. We've had a rim shot this whole time, and we haven't used it until now. What in the world? I think it's going to be Matt Bushman. I think Matt Bushman will be the top playmaker outside of Tanner Mangum. He is chewing up BYU's defense. We saw what he could do in spring. So this isn't like first week show up. This is like the fifth or sixth week of ball we've seen with Matt Bushman in this team. He's not played in a game, but he is a game changer. And Blaine Fowler, when he said he was the real deal, he isn't kidding. We have to see that he's the real deal in the games. But so far in practice, that guy's a playmaker, man. A Bronco Mendenhall recruit, and that staff was really high on him when he was coming out of high school in Arizona, went on his mission, Bino. has come home and picked up right where he left off in his football career. We joked with Micah Simon about Bushman stealing some catches from the wide receivers, and he laughed and said, look, it's all good. We want him to do well because then he opens things up for us. Yes. If they have to pay attention to him, then we're going to catch more balls. I think Bushman and the tight ends in general are the key to the BYU offense this year. The running backs need to be able to do their thing. But in the pass game, if the tight end is open in the middle of the field or at least drawing attention, now the wide receivers are more open on the outside slash vertically down the field. When BYU has had great offenses, even good offenses, they've had a good tight end. In fact, BYU's had more you know, really good tight ends than any other position, save quarterback at this school. I'm talking about, like, really, really good players, guys that go to the NFL, too. BYU's been well-represented, not only in college, but in the NFL at that position. It's a position that this school can recruit well. Who will be the offensive star not named Tanner Mangum? Jerem thinks it's Matt Bushman. Blaine Fowler thinks it's Matt Bushman. And I'm going to join that chorus. Until I see something otherwise. He's the guy. Like, he's the guy that Tanner Mangum's throwing to. Go there, ahead. And there are a lot of guys, but he's is, emerging. Double team him, triple team him, whatever. It now just, you're one-on-one. On one. It just opens things up on the edge for Tanner Mangum and the receivers. And Tanner Mangum saw that after a couple of plays, and he went one-on-one -on -one to Talon Shumway for a touchdown. Not to mention Micah Simon just before that. Now, there was, yes, and I like Micah Simon a lot. We'll, we'll hear from Micah and Squally Canada together, uh, you know, later this week. That's right. Uh, but there, there was a moment uh, that was... A little scary. 
as our friend Gregor Bell loves. Scary moment. <laughs> Jonah Tredeman fell over, and it looked like he had some kind of serious injury. Well, it, it looked like a non-contact injury for a sec- For a moment, I was like, I, I don't think yeah. there was any contact there. Word is he bumped knees with Matt Hadley, the safety, and we've checked, and he is okay. Listen, on a football That's field, good to know. contact injuries – Generally better than non-contact injuries. Which sounds weird, but right? totally right. Because non-contact injuries, generally, something snaps, you go down, not good. Dislocated hip, Dennis Pitta, non-contact, like, not cool, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I held my breath for quite a, the a long time. The practice stopped, and there were 10 people around Jonah Trinman. But he got up, he's okay. He's okay, he walked it off. Yeah, he didn't practice the rest of practice, but it's good, because Jonah Trinman's your leading returning guy, probably your fastest and best deep threat. And there are a lot of people that think Jonah Trenman will be the offensive star, yeah. not named Tanner Mangum, because go. of that speed and because of that deep threat that he posed for BYU last year. They got him out kind a couple of, of times. Yeah. Once loose against Toledo for a 75-yard touchdown, and then what should have been a touchdown against Cincinnati, but the ball was underthrown. Yeah. So he is, right now, the deep threat. Then there's Mo Longy from practice number four. Gets some snaps at nose tackle, goes so, in. So he, I'm like, hey, Mo's in, look. And it's not hard to find him. You don't even need to know what number he is. I go, hey, Mo's in, Mo's in. Okay, a, a couple of things. One, hard not to uh, notice him when he's on the field. He learned just barely where the sideline is. Like a day ago, he learned what the sideline is. <laughs> that it's called the sideline, okay? <laughs> okay, two-point stance, three-point stance. He's He is... As raw as they come. He gets in at nose tackle, and the first snap <laughs> drives the opposing offensive lineman, James Empey, five yards into the backfield. Just straight bull rush. I thought James did as well as you could Anybody do, can do. Given the weight difference of 140 <laughs> pounds or something. Like, whoa. Then the next play, or a couple of plays later, gets his hands up. Get his big old bear paw up there. And swats down the ball, and the defensive sideline goes absolutely crazy. bonkers. Mo Lange deflected a pass, <laughs> and it was, you know what? I called Talon Chumway's catch the play of the practice. It wasn't. It was Mo Lange <laughs> deflecting that pass, everyone going crazy. It, w- it was a fun moment because here, here this guy is. He hasn't played football before. He actually gets in and practice number four early. They throw him, and he's so right. He doesn't know what's going on. And here he is making a contribution to Success. Practice. Yeah. If you deflect a pass, that's a great play for a defender. And Kalani Satake says, we'll find a place for him to contribute this season. He was in on PAT as well. In fact, Matt Foley said, hey, who's the long snapper? He said, hey, come here. And he pulled him over to, sorry, I pulled your shirt. He pulled him over to, uh, you know, his side to make sure, okay, you're, you're the right guard in this situation. Why not throw Mo Longy in on PAT block or PAT well, rush for that matter. I won't be surprised if he's not in on in on those situations. Yeah, let him let him bull rush the, the guys in front of the holder and the kicker. He has some raw skill that I think BYU can use. Absolutely. Yeah, they channel that. Look. You don't need out. to know where the sideline is to block a kick. <laughs> to well, block he's raw, a he's pass. Raw. Yeah, they, there's gonna be some hand holding, understandably, when you're learning the game of football. By the way, his little brother, 16, 6. Four, 370 pounds, apparently interested in American football as well. Well, then. So, okay. th- there, there you go. Let's keep the Longy pipeline rolling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had so much fun talking about practice number four and full pads going today. 
full pads on, Jerem, and full pads and uniforms on in how many days? Countdown to the Viking. 25 days. 25. Three and a half weeks. This is good. We're getting there, man. We are getting there. And oh, by the way, to get you ready, after further review coming up tonight, the season debut. After further yeah, review. Woo! Brian, David, and the guys, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and our guys, Dave and Cannon, Blaine oh, Fowler yeah, as well. Our guys. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. When we come back, who will be the offensive star not named Tanner Mangum? Between the lines as well as we rock the streets. But first, two on one with Ty Detmer. Which coach talks the most trash? What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is going right now on the Twitter machine. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, almost 20,000 strong of you. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Behind the Mic with Greg Rebell debuts. It's the show debut tomorrow night, 8 Eastern. It's a one-hour program, weekly, BYU Radio. Very exciting. Tomorrow on BYU Radio and the app. Check it out. Behind and the, the mic. season debut of After Further Review tonight. That's right. It's debut Seven week. Eastern. Very exciting. Debut week. Our Twitter question today. Who will be the offensive star not named Tanner Mangum? At Hot Wings 85 says Tanner Baldery will make the tight end position great again. He's now, making some catches. Tanner has been involved yeah. early in practice. Tanner to Tanner. At Spenworth32 says, I believe it will be Jonah Trineman. Fast, agile, and will come in clutch when he needs to make, when he needs to make, when the Cougs need it. Whatever that means. Hey, when the Cougs <laughs> need it, they'll two for the make it. <laughs> they will. You know they will. Don't, don't deny at Spenworth32. I won't. We read the tweet, right? We read the, we read the tweet. Yeah. BYU football fall camp all access interviews continue two on one with the offensive coordinator, Heisman Trophy winner, and an underrated sense of humor guy, Ty Detmer. What does he think about Tanner Manga's performance through the first four practices? Which coach talks the most trash? And what does he think about Mo Longy when it comes to his quarterbacks trying to throw over the big man? I'll tell you, Spencer, in this interview with me. Roll it. Ty, day four of fall camp now, and the pads go on, I believe, as of tomorrow. So what did you see in what Elisa Tuiaki and Kalani Satake jokingly called fake football that impressed you the most? Well, a lot of it's timing and uh, rhythm with the receivers and quarterbacks, you know, those kind of things. So the recall's been good from our players from last spring. Over the summer, they were working hard on their own, so you can tell they put some time in because we came in and they understood things right away. We didn't have to kind of baby step some uh, some of the install in. We still got you know a little bit to go, but uh, overall, you know the recall's been good. The execution's getting there. You put the pads on and everything starts over again. You know the timing up front. Um, when we put shells on, we don't practice much different than in full pads. So. Uh, we go we go pretty hard in the shells, which we've had the last couple days. And the old lines look good up front in the run game. And, uh, you know, it's coming along. So we feel good with where we're at, but we still have a lot of work to do. How would you assess the play of Tanner Mangum thus far? It's been good. He uh, He's a whole different player than he was last year this time. And uh, 
great command of the offense. Uh, you know, I'm trying to give him as much as I can, so he called the whole two-minute on his own. And, uh, you know, I want him to feel comfortable with what he calls because when he understands it and he knows it, and he's uh, very accurate and, and uh, made some really good plays, overcame some long-yardage situations. And, and uh, that's what, as a coach, you want to see. You want to see that guy taking command of the offense, understand what he's looking at, and then call it and, and be able to execute it. You mentioned the two-minute drill, a couple of passes to Matt Bushman, who is quickly becoming one of Tanner's go-to targets early in fall camp. And then once that defense and the linebacker sucked in, goes outside to uh, Micah Simon and then over the top to Talon Shumway. Uh, what did you like most about that two-minute drill that ended with the, the back shoulder touchdown pass to Talon? Well, I like the, the way we mix the ball around and that he's going through his reads. You know, it wasn't uh, just zero in on one guy. Um, he went through his progressions and found guys and, and had some big plays in that. So I think they're starting to trust the scheme and, uh, and we're starting to feel those little holes and, and little things with the offense. The receivers are getting a good feel for staying open and not running into coverage. So um, all of that, you know, is, is what things you like to see. And then being smart at the end, knowing that the clock's going down, we don't have any timeouts, and and uh, taking our shot when we when we see what we want out there, and, and then being able to execute that, and Talon going up making a great play. Seems like you're getting a lot of guys, a lot of reps. What goes into this decision, I guess, this early in camp to get that many guys a lot of reps? Really, the first two weeks or that we want to see what guys bring to the table, and then kind of tweak and and match and figure out where they fit best and what they do best so that we can insert them and, and give us the best opportunity to be successful. So we're trying to get as many as we can to those guys. We don't practice a long time. We're out here about an hour and 40 minutes. And and in that, we try to maximize uh, the reps with guys and, and see what they can do. So sometimes we put them in uncomfortable situations just to see how they react and, and how they handle it. You know, that might be might not be the guy you see in that situation come game time, but we want to see the guys that can step up and make plays. So an hour 40 now, how long did you practice? Did you have any three-hour-plus practices? No, we never did. You know, it was keep it fresh, sharp, and be efficient in what you're doing, and then uh, get off the field and keep their legs fresh. So Kalani's uh, really good with that part of it, managing uh, their health. We lift every day, so that cuts into practice and meeting time, and, and in turn, that keeps us from getting a little overboard and scheme we got to kind of narrow it down and, and know what we're good at and then try to refine those things are your sleepless nights decreasing based on the progress that you've made as a coach and as a team from last year to this year they do from last year for sure <laughs> uh, but there's still you know that first game out there looming over your head that you're feeling like gets closer every day that we got more work to do and more things to tighten up but overall um, excited with where we're at but still plenty of work left to do it's no austin texas but it's hot out here are you ever tempted to join the guys in the ice bath especially with mo Longy in there no not at all <laughs> i mean mo they got to drain water for mo to get in so it doesn't overflow anyway so he actually got some reps in there today and you know cody's six seven and he's looking for the tight end he's like i couldn't see anything you know and so you realize i mean a guy that size can make a difference even if he's just doing nothing but clogging up the middle so um you know he's easing into it but i don't do the ice baths anymore i mean that's for young guys
Did Mo tip a pass? Did I see yeah, we that saw him bat a pass, today? right? I, I don't know if he did. I was I couldn't see anything either, so I don't know what <laughs> happened. But uh, I felt the ground shake when he fell down, so if that counts for anything. The defense went crazy, so I thought he may have had a hand. They went nuts. Yeah, it was a fun moment. Somebody batted the ball, but uh, I don't know if it was him. But he did get push in our face, and, and we'll have to go check up at the Irene Sirens building and see if it registered on the uh, – <laughs> Seismology uh, <laughs> report. Yeah, see if there was any seismograph going on in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> what's it like for your number ones uh, on the occasions that they do match up against the number one defense? What's what's that uh, dynamic like? It's always a good matchup. You know, our defense is throwing a lot at us right now. You know, it's hard this time of year because they're trying to put in a defense that's going to stop teams we're going to play, uh, maybe not do what they would against a team like us. So we're seeing different looks maybe than we would. So the guys are having to adjust. And uh, the speed, you know, Fred Warner coming off the edge on a blitz happens a lot quicker than in a walkthrough with uh, with Brady Christensen, who just came off a mission jogging through off the edge. So uh, it's good to get that speed on speed and, and have the timing kind of happen like it will in a game. Uh, the defense is flying around, but we've also had our share of good plays. And that part of it's fun because they compete and they jaw a little bit and, and you want to see them competing. So we love that competition. How would you assess the play of the tight ends thus far? It's been good. Moroni's, uh, you know, he's a guy that's going to mix in. We held him out the last couple days, just a little nick, and he'll probably be back in tomorrow. But uh, that gives the other guys some reps. Bentley Hanshaw, very athletic tight end. He's got to mature and put a little weight on to be able to really handle the tight end position. But he kind of brings another dynamic of a receiving tight end to the group and then you know Tanner slimmed down so he's looking a little quicker and and really you know knows the offense and and then Hunter Marshall so our two guys that really played are mixing in but then you got you know Bushman and Moroni and and Bentley are really our receiving tight ends that can uh, really go so it's a good match we can you know piece those guys in together and and uh, keep defenses off balance by not having to substitute four receivers and and three receivers in all the time what's the best part of your offense at this point that's a great question besides uh, play calling yeah besides play calling <laughs> um, <laughs> that's probably the worst part right now. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know I think you know we've got we do good things and then you know you mix a new guy in a new group and the timing changes and it looks a little different so I think overall the recall has been good. We're not blowing many assignments. We're going to the right places. Now we just got to fine-tune and get there a little quicker, not have to think about it quite so much. So that's coming, and you see it every day. And then, you know, tomorrow we'll put in three or four new, couple new concepts, and it starts all over again, you know. So uh, we got to add right now this first week and get to kind of where we feel like we've got enough stuff that we can just pull back then and let them fine-tune everything. But overall the recall is probably – the best part we're not missing many assignments uh guys are going to the right places and understand what's going on who talks the most trash right now you or the you among the coaches or somebody else man reno i mean he's <laughs> non-stop all the time so uh, it's got to be reno i don't really talk i'm trying to get people lined up and personnel <laughs> groups in and and uh you know so the other guys can kind of joke around and, and get after a little bit, but I'd say probably Reno on the offensive okay. side. Okay, not a shock. Meanwhile, you're working, right? You're doing yeah, work. Someone's got to work. I'm working, yes. I've got other things on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Two-on-one all-access from BYU football training camp with the Heisman Trophy winner and offensive coordinator Ty Detmer. Can you imagine trying to throw a ball over Mo Longy? 
He's massive. Like Cody Wilstead, like you said, Cody Wilstead was like, I couldn't see anything. Cody Wilstead is 6'6". Molangi's 6'7". You forget about the height of Molangi. We just we talk a lot about the weight, obviously. But it's, it's just such a, a mass, right? He's 6'7", man. Also and, interesting to hear what Ty said about Tanner Mangum through four yes. days. He's very confident in his quarterback. And that's a good thing given Ty's history. Oh, BYU offensively is all in on Tanner, man. Absolutely. Twitter question today. Who will be the offensive MVP not named Tanner Mangum? More of your tweets on the way. Two-on-one with a man from the greatest high school in the nation and between the lines with Lauren Frankham. How will the random students know BYU football? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision from Studio B. Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand whenever and however you feel like engaging with us 24-7. It's all there for you. And listen up. After further review, tonight with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon. Tonight, the season debut, 7 Eastern time. After further review, they take a look at a classic, the 1996 season opener against Texas A&M. They break it down tonight. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. A, that's a, one of the greatest games in BYU football history. Spoiler alert, a dramatic win for Brigham Young. That's beautiful. Beautiful. 96 opener against Texas A&M, the game which Jerem Jordan infamously wore maroon to. I did wear maroon to that game, yeah. <laughs> I just grabbed a shirt for my... For Go my, Cougars! And I wore the color of Texas A&M. <laughs> maybe in the, you, should, in the maybe you should wear the color of the opposing team every game. I was in the Northwest end zone, sixth row, <laughs> wearing maroon. <laughs> oh, Well done, Jerem. You've come a long way since that moment. It's all been downhill from there. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Station headlines, starting with this. Fall camp, day five, first practice in full pads. They had shells on for the last few days. Now it's full pads. If you missed interviews with Kalani Satake, Safety Matt Hadley, defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki, receiver Talon Shumway, and our recap of practice. Check out Facebook.com slash BYUTVSports. We are approaching 60,000 views just four days in to fall camp. Later on, we'll go two-on-one with sophomore cornerback Diane Gawoliku, who is from the greatest high school on God's green earth. Well, second greatest. Alani Fua was cut by the Arizona Cardinals yesterday after Fua re-aggravated a knee injury that kept him out for most of 2016. As an undrafted free agent, he played two seasons in Arizona, and he was a part of the playoff team in 2015. Jacob Brugman had a hit last night for the Oakland A's, 8-5 to win over the San Francisco Giants. Brugman currently on a three-game hit streak in the majors. The Battle of the Bay continues today with a game at 10.05 Eastern. And the women's volleyball team announced its 2017 volleyball. broadcast schedule. BYU TV will broadcast seven matches, including the match against fellow Sweet 16 team Ohio State on the season opener for football as well, August 26th. Eventful day, yes. Nine Eastern time. Can't Hash, wait. Hashtag the Ohio State. This we like to it's think a revenge for the dudes. They need it. The the ladies it. beat Ohio State at Ohio State last year. Let's go in five. They came back from dramatic, two sets down. That was a dramatic match. Yeah, a big part of why the ladies had such a nice RPI and got a seed in the uh, NCAA tournament. Look, we like to think we know a lot about BYU football five days into camp, and we're going to keep on thinking that, aren't we? And we want you to keep thinking that we Yeah, that. we're not going to change it. I will say this. The excitement factor is real. The unknowns are many, and they only add to the fun. Emphasis on the unknown, especially when it's coming to random students and as we hit the streets with Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. 
Football's back, fall camp started, which means the fan base is going to want to know the answer to questions like, will BYU have a 10-plus win season, or are they good enough to beat one of the Furious Five teams? Well, we went on BYU campus, and we asked the students a few simpler questions about this year's BYU football team. Let's rock the streets. How well do you know BYU football? Not terribly well. Not terribly well. What are you most looking forward to with this BYU football season? Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to like to winning. I guess the biggest thing. It's gonna be a lot of good upsets, so I'm excited for it. Just like you know, spend time with friends and enjoying the games and have fun. I'm interested in the Wisconsin game that'll be here. I want to see how they do against. I don't remember them playing a Big Ten opponent um, recently. So I want to see how that game goes. I am most excited to win this season. <laughs> I don't know, probably just an entertaining season. Maybe hopefully beating Utah. Who is the head coach? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, Sitaki. Sitaki. Who did you say? Cosmo. Uh, Kapusi? I, uh, yeah, Sitaki. Do you know the name of the starting quarterback? Tanner Mangum. I'll give you one hint. His name is Tanner. That's Mangum, right? Tanner Mangum. <laughs> last name starts with an M. Tanner Mangum. Did you see their season at all last year? I was on the mission. BYU has some pretty tough opponents this year. Can you name one of BYU's opponents? Well, uh, Utah, right? Uh, Arizona? Do they play them again? Nope. LSU, Boise, Gonzaga. Doesn't have, a Doesn't have a football team. <laughs> There's obviously U of U, our arch rivals. Pep. <laughs> nope. Michigan State. Did we play Boise State? Oh, Utah. There you go. <laughs> Can you name a wide receiver? I can't. <laughs> You're going to have to go home and look that up, okay? <laughs> uh, Cody Hoffman used to play for them. Uh, Jurgensen left this year. Ah. But his younger brother's still there, right? No? Can you name any player on the team? No. Name one player on the team. Jamal Williams, but he graduated. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking 2017 team here. Uh, Corbin Kafusi. What do you think there's going to be their final record at the end of the year? Um, optimistically, 10 and 2. 8, 1, and 4. More realistically, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 8 or 9. Oh, snap, that's soccer. Eight wins. There's no ties in football. You're right. Eight wins, five losses. When is BYU's very first game this year? I want to say uh, September 3rd. That's LSU. There's one game right before. That's uh, Portland State, and it's the 26th of August. Yeah, so there was a couple of them that knew a little bit about they were talking about. But thank you for everyone for participating. Next week, we're going to do a lunch with Lauren, speaking of football, with defensive back Troy Warner. And this is for Jerem. There may or may not, Jerem, well, be an arm good. wrestle Ooh. involved. Ooh. You and Troy? Me and wow. Troy Warner. Really? Listen, we haven't he shot He lifts, yet. A, like, you're really strong. Yeah. But he lifts, like, every day. I know. <laughs> and I'm really excited. You better lift twice a day before then. Well, it's today. We're filming it today. So. <laughs> good luck. And scene. Yep. Chocolate milk? I did a few push-ups <laughs> this morning. Listen, I, I, can't, get over, I can't get over the yeah. fact that somebody said we're going to have a record of 8-1-4. Eight, eight, and four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be four ties this year. Uh, uh, what? That's funny. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah, those. Uh, We've got some work to do, we're, people. We've got a Come lot on. of students on campus right now. We didn't have a lot to work with. We we loved everyone we did work with. Pepperdine in football but. would be fun. Uh, <laughs> Gonzaga in football would be Gonzaga amazing. Would yeah, be I want to. Awesome. Yeah, I want to play those clowns in football. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the those summer clowns. semester students. They're really here for the academics, let's be honest. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They, they barely even talk to us. Who comes to a university for academics? Let's go. <laughs> School got in the way of my education. I really was <laughs> disgusted that they didn't know that much about BYU football. But you asked me one no, question right. about science, and I have no idea. We have you know? a daily sports show yeah. on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We can help you. We want to uh, help you. Yeah. No, these people are here to get degrees, unlike us. We want to help you. <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, guys. Yeah, warm up that arm. BTL. Up that hey, arm. Yeah. hey, if you like this segment, you, can, you should follow them on Twitter. Also, check them out on YouTube. At BYU underscore BTL. Yeah, thanks. Our Twitter question today is, who will be the offensive MVP for BYU football? Not named Tanner Mangum. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At go underscore BYU. Solid Twitter handle. More people have got to get on the Jonah Trinaman train. Mm. Quality individual and gosh dang, he's athletic. Does all the little things. Very BYU tweet as well. Absolutely. At 86 <laughs> WI Coog. Been saying all along tight ends will thrive in Ty Detmer's offense. And now appears they are in place. Stars, MLP, and Bushman. Next, Pitta and George. I'd slow the roll, but I like it. Two-on-one with Diane Gawoloku next. How's he feeling about the defense in year two? Between the Lines on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get your game day gear at the BYU Store. Speaking of gearing up, BYU football in full pads today for practice five. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day play-by-play of BYU sports. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on Brigham Young University television at 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you want the latest and greatest from practice as well, in addition to our recaps here on BYU Sports Nation and two-on-ones, you can watch Facebook Live interviews from all the players, all the coaches that we get, that they present, and then our recap as well. This is on Facebook Live. You can go back and watch On Demand. The next opportunity may be Wednesday, but Friday uh, of this week. Join the almost 60,000 viewers of these videos, and it's reaching a lot of people, and you can check that out. If you're a Next Level BYU fan, you can go check that out if you want. If not, we're going to have two-on-ones. We're going to recap stuff here on the show as well. But it's content beyond the show, which we know you want. So go check it out. Tonight's BYU TV lineup includes our rebroadcast at 6 Eastern, 4 Mountain, followed by the season debut of After Further Review. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan break down game film from the 1996 Pigskin Classic opener against Texas A&M. Don't miss it. Brent Musburger on the call. Oh, and his call was amazing. Yeah. So if you're watching this in the afternoon or evening, depending on where you are, it's coming up next. KO with the KO punch. Oh, so good. So good. Brent Mosberger. Fantastic. Legend. Who will be the offensive star not named Tanner Mangum? That is our Twitter question today. At Kiwi Jackman says, I'm sure hoping squally candidates to raise some eyebrows, but he's got a heck of a pair of shoes to fill. Hashtag whose shoes? Hashtag swag daddy shoes. Mm-hmm. Which he's probably selling on his website now. 
Go get it while it's hot. <laughs> BYU football fall camp all-access coverage continues. Our 2 on one interviews. You already heard from the offense coordinator, Ty Detmer. How about one of the veteran, and I use that veteran term liberally because he's still a sophomore, but still feels like a veteran, Diane Gawoliku, the artist formerly known as Diane Lake, from the greatest high school in this great country, Northridge. We're two-on-one with Diane. Diane, got your game face on right now. You're always smiling, man. <laughs> always. always smiling. And it's good to be back at fall camp two days in. Uh, what are your emotions like right now as you start another fall camp? Just excited. I'm excited. Like seeing all the new guys out here, the new DBs. We got a lot of DBs, new ones. And it's just fun. Like it's weird that I'm the, the veteran now, even though I'm only going to be a sophomore. Like just showing all the new guys like what to do, the different play calls. But we're all just learning. So that's what we're trying to do. How much more comfortable are you after, I guess you redshirted in 2015 under a different defense, but uh, here it is year two for you. How much more comfortable are you? Way more comfortable. Like, I just, I'm not second guessing anymore. Like, last year you could tell I was second guessing, and I was bigger too, so I was like stiff. This year I feel more smooth. I've been working on keeping my weight good, my speed up, and I just feel everything feels right, smooth. I know the defense. I got it down. I'm just trying to help the other guys out. Diane Gawoliku, we talked about the, uh, I guess, the change of, of how that name came into place. Have the coaches figured that out yet, how, how to say your last name? Uh, they still they still say Lake. Like on the chart, any chart thing, it still says Lake, but some of them try it. They're like, Gawoliku. I'm like, just don't try. Like, just, just, <laughs> just stick with Lake. Like, the announcers can struggle yeah. with that one, but exactly. they try. Some of them try, you know, Ty still goes with guacamole, but Glad I can't, yeah, I can't. I don't know. They're just going to keep trying, I guess, until they get it right. Welcome, Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You said you're a little lighter. How much weight have you lost? Well, last year I played at 205, and that was pretty big. And right now I'm like 190. So, yeah, I'm way, I feel way more lighter. I can move better, I feel. What, what went into that, dropping 15 pounds? I don't know. Just I could because I'm watching film last year. I could see like my draws. I was just like stiff, slow. I was like I look like Butch out there. Like Butch can go to play corner. <laughs> I, like, but you know, I was just like I'm like I gotta make the team better, make myself better, obviously too. And I felt like getting faster and like slimming down would help me. I saw the Boise State pick six from you the other day. I'm not sure you can get much much faster than that. What? Do you think you're faster than even that at this point? I feel like I am. I don't know. I was getting chased by an old lineman, so it looked like I was actually moving pretty fast. But, you know, <laughs> there was an old lineman and a quarterback chasing me. So Deceptive. Yeah. I know you feel like you could probably play any position in the defensive backfield, and Ed Lamb knows that that, uh, that helps out a lot. Do you prefer any one position over the other right side defensive back, left side defensive back safety? What do you, what do you like to play the most? I, I don't know. I can move around. Like, left side's fun, right side's fun. But, you know, me and Troy just stay on one side. I'm on the left side. Troy's the right side or whoever's over on that side. And safety, safety's actually fun. I, I play a little bit of safety in high school, and it's it's a fun spot. But I don't know if they're going to try me there or not. So There's some guys vying for that kind of cool replacement uh, spot at, at free safety. What's it like not having him back there but knowing, okay, there's some there's some good players back there now? Yeah, we got some athletes of safety, like, right now. Like Zane, Micah Henneman, uh, Austin, Lee, just like they, they're like good guys. And it's not like having Kai back there when I look back and see Kai is like, oh, yeah, Kai got my back. So it's just like the whole building trust part because right now the only returning starter we have was Micah Henneman and we trust him. But it's just like building, getting together with the safeties, Matt Hadley, all of them just being on the same page will help us. Coaches have been saying bigger, stronger, faster. We just feel like the players have worked really hard. How Can you tell? 
Can you tell from last year to this year? And, and if so, how do you tell that you're bigger, stronger, and faster? The weight room, we squat every day. So it's like, and then coming out here, you can just tell offense and defense, everyone's like manning up until like, you can tell when someone's weak, they get exposed out there. So obviously everyone goes hard in the weight room. We compete against each other on and off the field. So you can just tell what, like out there easy. Who's the strongest dude on the team? I don't know. We got some strong dudes. <laughs> but Tijon, Tijon had to be one of the strongest, I'd say, yeah. Who, who in the weight room uh, impresses you the most? You you see them rack up some weights and you're like, whoa. Trey Dye. Really? Yes, Dye. Trey Dye. Because that little, because um, the, off, the off season, his off season, like the red shirts, like him, Akila and all of them, like they're just straight lifting and like new, had a little program thing. For the rushers and they get they got pretty strong and because I used to be strong in the key late freshman year now he low key got me on bench and so I still Whoa. got him on squat and all that but, okay yeah well, but he Trey, dropped 15 pounds yeah though, so. that's true but Trey Dye is like pound for pound the strongest on the team impressive cool stuff what kind of what kind of activities do you do in the sand pit over there we we haven't used it yet they oh. took so long to fix it uh we haven't used it yet but you know Fred and them have been out there doing a little drill just like you know we take Snapchats, pretend we're on the beach, and then look up psych. We're back at BYU. <laughs> <laughs> we're still working, but... <laughs> That's well played. That's well played. Yeah. Here it is, day two. It's it's this journey. You're going to practice a bunch before Portland State. So how do you kind of pace yourself to make sure you are giving it everything you've got, but, hey, you got to be ready for the games in a couple weeks? Yeah. We, well, we take care of our bodies, and the coaches like make sure we have enough time to recover and just like having a mindset that every game is going to be... The same mindset is like LSU, Portland State, Utah, all, all the same mindset. And we just go in thinking that we're going to win and work hard every play. That's how we think. The defense is loaded with veterans, so there aren't as many question marks on that side of the ball. But everybody wants to know about the running backs and really want to know about well, who, who are the receivers that Tanner Mangum is going to throw the ball to. Which is the toughest receiver right now for you to defend one-on-one? It'd have to be just because of, like, Speed-wise, uh, Bo Tanner and Jonah still, of course, since last year, just because they just like it's either a vert or a post. That's all. That's the only route they run. But all the receivers that came they came along like really fast. Not like they they don't act like they haven't played last year. It's just they all came along fast. They're running their routes good. So. It's all going good for the receivers you right now. You know Akile and Mike are going to be super mad that you didn't say them, right? Oh, they already know. I already know they're ballers. <laughs> they're, they're my class, so it's like they already know what's up. Like, <laughs> they're, gonna be, they're my guys. They're going to be playing. Fair enough. Diane, thanks for the time, man. Anytime. Representing Northridge High School, Diane Gawolaku, sophomore cornerback. He's a good player, man. I'm excited for his development. 15 pounds? He 15 pounds. 15 pounds. He was big last year, 205, down to 190. He thought he was slow against Boise State. He was not slow. He was not slow. How much faster is he with 15 pounds gone? Coming up, Cougars and the Miners continue to perform. Who did what and why? Stay with us. Where and how? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Our Studio B gratitude extended to today's guests, Ty Detmer, Diane Gawoliku, and Lauren Frankham with Between the Lines. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast, especially those students who think BYU will have four ties in their football season. That one's at eight, one, and four. You need the help.
Shout you need to the that help. Guy. Also, can you the guy that couldn't name a player on the BYU football team? That's all right. Download the podcast. That's We're right. here to help you. iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, our two-on-one with Squally Canada and Micah Simon. That was a fun one. Plus, Greg Rubel, of course, behind the mic's debut tomorrow, and a new ten in ten. But first, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Fall Camp Day 5, people. First practice in full pads today. If you missed interviews with Kalani Satake, Matt Hadley, Elisa Tuiaki, Talon Shumway, and our recap of practice, check out Facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports. Cougars in the NFL. Alani Fua cut by the Arizona Cardinals yesterday after Fua re-aggravated a knee injury that kept him out for most of the 2016 season. Get healthy, Alani. As an undrafted free agent, he played two seasons with Arizona and was part of the Cardinals' playoff team and division championship winning team in 2015. And Kai Nakua had an interception yesterday in the Browns' scrimmage. Attaboy, Kai. Cougars in the major leagues. Jacob Brugman had a hit last night for the Oakland A's in an 8-5 win over the San Francisco Giants in the Battle of the Bay. Brugman currently on a three-game hit streak. Same two teams today. Game at 10.05 Eastern time. Women's Volleyball. The women's team announced its 2017 broadcast schedule. BYTV will broadcast seven matches, including the match versus fellow Sweet 16 team Ohio State on August 26th at 9 Eastern time. Cougars in the minors. Brennan Lund, 3-4-5 with a run batted in and a run scored in a 6-3 Inland Empire win versus the Stockton Ports. Baseball. Dennis Neiman and Keaton Kringlin combined for half of the St. Cloud Rocks' 10 hits last night in a 4-3 loss in extra innings to the Wilmar Stingers. D.C. Clausen had a two-run hit for the Santa Barbara Foresters and a 4-0 win over the San Diego Force in the National Baseball Congress World Series pool play. What is that? I don't Golf. Know. BYU golfers Kendra Dalton, Anna Kennedy, and Annie Yang are currently competing in the Utah Women's State Amateur. Kennedy, one under through five. Dalton, even through five. And Yang, two over through 15. Yeah, Kennedy tied for first. Dalton tied for fifth. Yang, T14. Not bad. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help You Need It Most, DexterLaw.com. Goes to all the BYU students for 20 years now at the number one stone cold sober university in the nation. I've consumed all my chocolate. You've got some work to do. 20 years strong at number one stone cold sober university in the nation. Who's going to be the BYU football offensive star not named Tanner Mangum? Our elite tweet of the day. From at Educator Jones, does Mo Longy play offense? No? Okay, I don't know then. <laughs> Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to John Mannion. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern.